1: And you were listening to the Rita Cosby show. It looks like the action against Ukraine has begun. And just the last few hours, President Vladimir Putin of Russia declaring, quote, a special military operation is underway in Ukraine's Donbass region. Those are the Russian separatist regions that he said are part of Russia, even though Ukraine says absolutely not, they are part of Ukraine, that it is part of their democracy. And as expected, it looks like the Russian invasion of Ukraine has begun. Also, Secretary of State Tony Blinken saying just a few hours ago that he was expecting the invasion to happen before dawn. So Europe now, obviously, entranced and thrown into war and where does this take us the united states what were the mistakes that were made leading up to this moment i think there were many things and we're going to talk about this in just about two or three minutes with president trump's former un ambassador kelly craft to get her take on what president biden did what he did not do what the world did not do and why we are now hearing that President Putin has indeed authorized a military operation. He's announced it to the world, and the invasion of Ukraine has begun. Meantime, Ukraine's foreign minister just a few hours ago pleading with the world, pleading with the United States to take strong action, not just sanctions, not just a slap on the wrist to Russia, but to do something for history this is his plea. This is a Ukraine foreign minister just a little bit ago.
2: Absence of proper reaction or a neutral stance will only contribute to further escalation and sufferings. And I regret to say it, it will not be limited to Ukraine's border and territory. On the contrary, active diplomacy, strong political messaging, tough economic sanctions, and strengthening Ukraine can still force Moscow to abandon aggressive plans. Swift and resolute actions by the United Nations can reclaim the organization's leading role at this historic and dark moment. Russia must withdraw its forces from the sovereign territory of Ukraine. Russia must stop destabilizing the international security situation. We Ukrainians want
1: peace. And sadly, they are getting war at this time. Again, President Putin just a few moments ago announcing to the world that a special military operation is underway in the Donbass region that he says is his. And these are the two Russian separatist regions where there is strong Russian support, but it is still part of Ukraine, meaning that he has crossed into Ukraine's borders. And what it also means is is that he may continue westward. And that is obviously an even greater threat to democracy. And remember, it wasn't that long ago when President Biden, when he was on the campaign trail, said he was the guy who was going to keep Putin in line. Boy, he was talking tough when he was candidate Joe Biden. Take a listen. This is him in 2019.
3: Because Putin knows if I am President of the United States... His days of tyranny and trying to intimidate the United States and those in Eastern Europe are over. I'm going to stand up to him. He's a bully, just like the president. And I know he doesn't want me to be president, but to tell you what, when I'm president, things are going to change.
1: And indeed, in the last few minutes, President Putin saying, you know, not worried whatsoever about this president And authorizing a special operation into Ukraine. And remember, it seems like this administration, the Biden-Obama team going back many years, going back into Crimea, which happened in 2014, has really been asleep at the wheel. So tonight I want to hear your thoughts on how they seem to have always missed the mark when it came to the threat of Russia. And even this time, remember, it was like, oh, well, if it's a minor incursion, maybe we won't do anything. What are you kidding me? Then not going further and saying, don't you dare touch a single hair of a Ukrainian. He hasn't had anything where it was that pounding of the fist moment. I feel like this leadership has been rudderless. It has not guided the world. It certainly seems to be waffling and it seems to be very much delayed response. And again, it wasn't that long ago. Also, remember where President Obama, when it was Vice President Joe Biden at the time, when they were mocking Mitt Romney when he said that Russia was a threat to the world, they're like, what are you kidding me? Take a listen to this.
0: This is to Russia. This is... Without question, our number one geopolitical foe.
1: After all, you don't call Russia our number one enemy
3: unless you're still stuck in a cold war mind warp. Governor Romney is mired in a cold war mindset. He acts like he thinks the Cold War is still on.
0: He's even blurted out the preposterous notion that Russia is our number one political geopolitical foe.
4: It's somewhat dated, uh, to, uh, be looking backwards. The statements that governor Romney makes show little understanding of what is actually going on in the 21st century.
1: Wow. They were mocking him then. What are you talking about? Boy, they seem that they have missed the mark not only years ago, but in this current process, I want to hear your thoughts as we are hearing that now president Vladimir Putin of Russia has announced military operations in Ukraine, and also basically Ukraine, state of emergency, calling up all reservists, calling up all Ukrainian citizens to leave Russia immediately. Russia also expelling a whole bunch of people on their side, and Russia clearly surrounding the country of Ukraine, virtually on almost every side. Um, Luckily, Poland and a number of areas holding strong, Thank goodness U.S. forces there. I think there should be more U.S. forces there to send a message to this bully that he should not proceed. And I don't think President Biden has done anything to show a sign of strength in this process. I want to hear your thoughts, everybody. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. And joining us now to talk about all of this is... President Trump's former U.N. ambassador, somebody who knows domestic policy and foreign policy very well, Kelly Craft. Ambassador Craft, great to have you here on the show.
4: Hey, thank you so much. Good evening. You know, I've been listening to you and obviously following minute-by-minute news. And this is a time when we should all be rallying around our commander-in-chief this time of crisis. But it's such a sad truth, Rita, because response has been very disappointing. I mean, they spend their first day arguing amongst one another whether or not this was an invasion. And then once they, you know, they define this as an invasion, then this red line continues to be moved. Any cross equals an invasion. The sanctions should be applied immediately, very strong. Didn't he say that There would no longer be a Nord Stream 2. We will bring an end to it if Russia invades. Well, Russia has invaded. Even the Secretary General has said, troops of one country enter another country without consent. They are not impartial peacekeepers.
1: No, no question about it. And in fact, as we are here now, I'm just thinking about this moment in history, too. Um, We just heard, of course, from Ukraine's foreign minister, basically pleading with the world and saying, you know what, boy, please step in. I I am begging you. I mean, he was doing the the whole dog and pony show, and my heart broke for him as he was in Washington not that long ago meeting with officials. You know, he went and met with, you know, uh, Secretary Austin, Defense Secretary Austin, certainly saying, hey, please make sure that you give us the armament. Please make sure that you supply us. Do more than just sanctions. And in fact, there were these awkward situations, too, as we were seeing that. And as we were hearing these things, there were these awkward moments where, remember, reporters were asking him, are you happy with sanctions? And he was like, well, not really. Um, You know, but what are we going to do? We are where we are. Um, You know, what is your message now tonight again? um, And by the way, there are reports now that there are explosions heard in the capital of Kiev. Um, Some breaking news now just coming in. Um, Ambassador Kraft, explosions being heard in Ukraine's capital. And if indeed that is the case, um, Russia literally within minutes of declaring that they were going to do a special operation, literally going right to the heart of Ukraine, not just the Donbass region, but there are reports from multiple places saying major explosions heard right at this moment in the ukraine capital with this breaking news what's your reaction ambassador kraft
4: yeah, you know my reaction is we obviously if you think back to 2014 with of Crimea, i mean the sanctions he's not afraid of sanctions gdp by one percent there he would rather have his gdp
1: ambassador kraft you're breaking up a little bit i mean yes. can you stand in a in a better yes. place we're just that you're on live here but you are breaking up and you have uh, such sorry. important things to say, can you uh, uh, can you try again
4: there? Is this better? So I'm in a large building. Is this better? Yeah, it is. And it I'm is. They need to obviously put an end immediately to Nord Stream 2. They need to make certain that they, that we apply energy sanctions. Yes, it's going to weaken Biden's That's what he's worried about. But we have to take action. We are the world superpower. We must act like it. We have to support Ukraine. We must, and we must be prepared to support the Ukraine resistance. This is another thing I hope that we're preparing for. to supply them with intelligence, with weapons. I mean, we must be ready to support them now that there is a major invasion.
1: Absolutely. 1,000%. And, Um, and,
4: you know, Rita, I'm concerned about the Baltic states now. You know, he has made, Putin has made this clear that he does not. Are independent. So I feel, is if Latvia, Lithuania,
1: Estonia, they're going to be next? Yeah. I mean, where is he? 1,000%. 1, 1,000%. 1, Ambassador Kelly Kraft, thank you so much for being with us on such an important night. Um, really appreciate it. And I wish it was better news, not just for Ukraine, but for the world at this moment. But thank you so well, much for your time. You
4: know, you know thank, thank you for Trump and, and the fact that he really amplified NATO and making certain that he was firm on those 2% from other countries, because now we have a cyber. We've got NATO with cyber policy. Remember this. We can always, you know, implement Article 5 with our cyber policy. So this is what my president, your president, this is what he implemented. And we have to be so thankful that NATO is so strong right now.
1: Absolutely. Boy, you're right. That is a tremendous point that he beefed it up. He got us to the moment where there is a strength um, and it seems so far a unified message from NATO. Unfortunately, it doesn't seem to be deterring Putin at this moment. And just like you said, I am worried that he's going to continue. And the fact that we are at this moment hearing explosions in the capital of Kiev in Ukraine, uh, to me, that is, as you know, the center part of the country. That's not the eastern part of the country. That means that he is going for a full-out invasion. And that is a frightening premise uh, for the world. Um,
4: well, we need to do a full light severe sanctions. We need to we need to respond as strong at this very moment as at the same time that Putin is acting just like just like we predicted he would be. And we need to supply, you know, apply these sanctions immediately to SWIFT banking. We need to make sure that the pipeline is brought to an end. We cannot allow Putin yep. to harm Ukraine any more than at this moment. Thousand percent
1: thousand percent. Ambassador Kraft, thank you so much. Always great to get your perspective, my friend. Thank you. You too. Thank you. The wonderful Ambassador Kelly Kraft. When we come back, everybody, we're going to take your calls on this big breaking news. Um, It looks like members of Congress are saying, quote, a full invasion is underway, as we suspected. Um, Also, some tough talk coming from Putin in the last few minutes saying that Ukraine is an existential threat to Russia. Um, And, again, Congress saying that they believe as of the last few minutes, as you're hearing here on the Rita Cosby Show, a full invasion is underway of the country of Ukraine. And we are seeing reports right now. That Vladimir Putin is striking at the heart of the country, not just the Russian separatist regions which are on the West, the two Donbas regions, which have basically a stronghold with a lot of Russian separatists that were ready to kind of pick up arms and go up against Ukraine, even though it was part of Ukraine. And a lot of people wondered, would he just hit those two particular regions and maybe stop there? Well, this tyrant isn't clearly not stopping there, and in fact, sending a signal tonight. That some of the most aggressive action, as we are speaking, are blasts heard in the Ukrainian capital of Kiev. That means that he is going for a full frontal assault of Ukraine. And we are hearing reports, too, that, of course, he has gone for a cyber attack he has gone after their banking system. There are reports that he is going after their infrastructure, uh, their water, their electricity, a whole bunch of different slew of things. And now a military strike of Ukraine appears to be underway. Uh, members of Congress just announcing in the last few minutes that it does look like the attack of Ukraine from Russia has begun. We're going to take your calls about what this means. You're experiencing all of this right now with the breaking news just happening here on the Rita Cosby Show. 1 800 848 9222. 1 800 848 9222. Do you think this would have happened under President Trump? And also, are you concerned, as Ambassador Kelly Kraft just signaled, that President Putin, the fact that he is gutsy enough to go after Kiev? The heart of Ukraine, not the side regions, are you concerned that he's going to continue pushing West? What does this mean? Not just for this moment, but for history. one 800 848 And I'll take your calls when we come back.
0: It's the Rita Cosby Show. Breaking news.
1: And you are listening to The Rita Cosby Show. If you are just tuning in, uh, major military advancements happening in the last few minutes. There are reports that blasts are being heard in the Ukrainian capital of Kiev at this time, as well as in the Donbas region. And that means that the invasion of Ukraine is underway. Uh, members of Congress saying that they appears that the strike has begun. As expected, that Vladimir Putin was going to take these actions. Uh, Vladimir Putin also stating to the world, as he did the other day when he said, you know, that Ukraine is a part of Russia. Well, he just declared a special military operation underway to the world only a few moments ago. And then within minutes, blasts were heard in the capital of Kiev. When we come back, I'm going to take your calls. Breaking news happening and indeed war in Europe as we speak unfortunately. 1-800-848-9222
0: Rita Cosby is on The Rita Cosby Show presents Back to Blue
1: and in tonight's Back the Blue segment, where we honor our great law enforcement officers, a massive pileup on a wintry Wisconsin highway involved nearly 40 vehicles, and it included that of Officer Jeff. Butner there. Thankfully, Butner walked away with only minor injuries. He directed his energy into helping others. He was able to exit the vehicle through a window to assist in triaging other motorists and provide important information to first responders arriving at the scene. Another driver involved in the crash said that Officer Butner held her hand while she cried, reassuring her that help was on the way. Also Butner was honored for his heroic actions the department that he belongs to shared photos of the crash which showed extensive damage to Butner's squad car and said he is truly a hero for helping others and if you are just tuning in here on the Rita Cosby show a big breaking news night as we are hearing that the war in Ukraine has officially begun Uh, There are blasts apparently being heard as we speak right now in the capital of Kiev. That is the key city, the leading city in Ukraine. And in just the last few minutes or so, President Putin declaring to the world that a special military operation is underway in Ukraine. Also saying, quote, we can't tolerate the threat that emanates from Ukraine. Certainly, uh, very uh, tumultuous words, very incendiary words, and then, as it appears, followed by action. Um, also threatening, saying, you will have consequences that you have never had before in your history. Putin threatening to Ukraine and to the rest of the world. And again, he had said just a little bit ago, uh, as we had heard you know, about 24 hours or so ago, saying that he was planning to take over It sounded like those two key regions in the Donbas region, that's where all the Russian separatists are on the western side. And we have just heard that blasts are now being heard, uh, very loud ones in Kiev, also other ones right near the Russian border, as we're speaking. And again, President Putin himself declaring, quote, a special military operations underway. We have a number of members of Congress in the United States saying that it appears that the invasion Has begun. If indeed he is striking at the heart of Kiev, that is basically in the central part of the country. And that means that he is not just isolating his military actions to those separatist regions that have been sort of Russian strongholds, if you will, but still very much part of Ukraine. Uh, And it sounds like all those forces that he has amassed in the last few months, the tea leaves were there. The Biden administration, the world basically saw him beefing up. And in fact, there are reports that he has about 190,000 troops all along many of those borders of Ukraine and many of the different areas, Uh, obviously right along that Donbass region, right along also in Belarus, uh, right across that area, too, as well. There are a whole bunch of different regions where he has been amassing. There have been reports that he's been actually talking about getting blood supplies Getting tanks in, and there were reports in the last few hours that a whole bunch of tanks were rolling into Ukraine, Russian tanks rolling into Ukraine. Um, We've also heard that in the last few hours, uh, the leader of Ukraine and the foreign minister have been pleading with the world, saying, please come in and please supply us with military arms. They have basically been saying, we will be outmanned, we'll be outgunned, but they have also said that they will fight. Um, And this is going to be, needless to say, a very bloody, bloody prospect. We heard earlier today from John Kirby. And, in fact, I want to play a clip of John Kirby talking about what could lay ahead. This is John Kirby, the second thing that John Kirby said um, when he was there at the Pentagon, um, cut number 15. And this is where John Kirby was essentially saying that if this action happens, which it appears has now begun – It is going to be bloody. It is going to be deadly. Um, There are expectations because of the fight of the Russian soldiers and the fight of the Ukrainian soldiers on the other side and Ukrainian citizens fighting now for their homeland, that there could be tens of thousands of people killed on both sides. There are also reports that we have been seeing in the last few days that there could be an excess of 5 million refugees as a result of this action from President Putin. So this is something that will have rippling effects well beyond the Ukrainian border. And, of course, issues in terms of oil and gas for us, uh, prices at the pump already escalating as we know what will be the impact of this. Um, There are many, many serious repercussions, and that's why it is so important to be monitoring what is happening thousands of miles away, which will indeed have effects here at home. Here is John Kirby. This is the Pentagon spokesperson saying that if President Putin does move in, which it appears he has done in the last few minutes, there will be an enormous human toll on not just the Ukrainians, but on the Russians as well. Take a listen.
5: If he chooses war,
2: he chooses violence, which means um, he's deliberately choosing to to put lives at danger, soldiers' lives, civilians' lives. And he's going to have to bear the responsibility for that. And I think, I would hope, uh, that, uh, that he understands that some of those lives at risk are going to be his soldiers' lives. And he's going to have to answer to Russian moms and dads about their soldiers that aren't making it back home alive or making it back uh, uh, with injuries
1: Um, he's going to have to answer for that. And it does not seem that that is dissuading Putin in any shape or form. It wasn't that long ago that Ukraine's foreign minister was just pleading with the world, saying, listen, we gave up our nuclear weapons. Very similar. Remember, Gaddafi gave up his nuclear weapons and said, you know, that maybe he shouldn't have given up his nuclear weapons. That was one of the things. He said, I was offered protection. And then we saw what happened. Obviously, a rogue leader, not necessarily a good leader there in Gaddafi, Um, But Ukraine's foreign minister pleading with the world, saying that we gave up nukes a number of years ago. And in return, the world and America promised to protect us. What are you going to do now, President Biden, essentially? Take a listen. This is Ukraine's foreign minister saying this not too long ago this week.
2: Ukraine made a historic contribution to global security. In 1994, we denuclearized giving up the world's third largest nuclear arsenal. We have no plans to regain nuclear weapons. Today, we expect the world reciprocally to ensure our security with relevant scale and resoluteness of actions in the face of a historic level of threat.
1: And as we are speaking right now, again, blasts heard in the Ukrainian capital of Kiev and President Vladimir Putin declaring a special military operation, in other words, an invasion of Ukraine appears to be underway. And indeed, if there are strikes heard in the Ukrainian capital of Kiev, uh, it means that the action has not just been isolated to some of those regions that are along the western area, that this may be a full all-on assault of Ukraine, as we speak, what are your thoughts, and what do you think got us to this moment? We were just talking about how President Biden was like laughing, basically saying, "You know years ago, oh, you know, what are you talking about with russia that's not a threat and then, when he was on the campaign trail and he was going up against then President Trump, remember he was like, "Listen, Vladimir putin's going to be scared of me he i 'm the president that he does not want i 'm the president that he doesn't desire i'm the one who's going to be tough." With Vladimir Putin. And guess what? Clearly, Vladimir Putin is walking all over this president and nothing that Biden has said, uh, none of the actions he has done. And many people are saying that those actions were way too little, way too late, doing very tepid sanctions after the fact and also saying, hey, if it's a minor incursion, uh, you know, we're not going to necessarily do anything tonight. It sure seems like it is a heck of a lot more than a minor incursion. And in fact, in just the last minute or so, uh, President Biden releasing a statement um, saying that indeed uh, the action has started. The prayers of the entire world are with the people of Ukraine tonight. This is a statement from President Biden as they suffer an unprovoked and unjustified attack by Russian military forces. President Biden, again, in the statement just coming out, again, breaking news as we speak here President Putin has chosen a premeditated war that will bring a catastrophic loss of life and human suffering. Russia alone is responsible for the death and destruction this attack will bring, and the United States and its allies and partners will respond in a united and decisive way. The world will be holding Russia accountable. President Biden further saying with this breaking news, I will be monitoring the situation from the White House this evening and will continue to get regular updates from my national security team. Tomorrow, I will meet with my G7 counterparts in the morning, then speak to the American people. So there's going to be an address to the American people about this war uh, to further announce the consequences that the United States and our allies and our partners will impose on Russia for this needless act of aggression against Ukraine and global peace and security we will coordinate with our nation uh, nato allies to ensure a strong united response that deters any aggression against the alliance tonight jill and i are praying for the brave and proud people of ukraine your thoughts about this statement by the way one of the things i just see here he says we will do we will have a united response to deter anything against the alliance That's saying anything against NATO. So what are you going to do for the people of Ukraine tonight who, it appears, are under a massive attack from Russia? Basically, we're going to protect NATO. But at this moment, NATO isn't. Obviously, it's a threat. If there's an attack on Ukraine, there's a threat to NATO because it's in the border regions right there. But he's not saying what they are going to do to help now Ukraine, which appears to be under siege tonight from President Putin. Uh, again, I think very little response, too late, tepid, and I think weak leadership. And imagine how different this would have been if it was President Trump tonight. No way would this have happened, I don't believe. And I also believe the response would have been, you touch one hair and X is going to happen. And that might have even prevented this. Clearly, Putin has not been dissuaded from anything that President Biden or NATO has done. And they have done very little up until this moment. Very tepid, tepid tepid sanctions and they saw the writing on the wall they knew that this was going to happen one 800 848 1-800-848-9222, 1-800-848-9222. let us go to jc in stroudsburg pennsylvania uh jc huge night here and sadly my thoughts and prayers are with the people of ukraine which are getting pounded right now
3: uh, this is unbelievable uh uh rita first of all john kirby putin doesn't care he doesn't care about the mother's or the lives, so forget about all of that. This is pathetic. Okay, why didn't why in the first couple of months of Biden's presidency he should have been challenged for his mental facility? Where were the Republicans challenging? Where? Why didn't they go after him after Afghanistan? He he caved in on Afghanistan. China was looking at it. Putin was looking at it. Are the Blinken and 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 Sullivan? What are these guys? Stupid. They want not do. They may invade Ukraine. They were going to invade Ukraine. Why didn't they give them the weapons? The United States has to do something really big. What they really should do is they should carry out a freaking unbelievable drop in Afghanistan at Bagram, grab all of that military weapons, and move it over to the Ukraine. We cannot let them stop. This This is Nazi Germany, 1944, all over again. I don't know the sequence, but they walked into Czechoslovakia. They didn't do nothing. They walked into Poland. They didn't do nothing. They walked into France. Nothing was done. It wasn't until they bombed Pearl Harbor or they bombed, they went right into England. This is what's going to happen. No, J.C., J.C.,
1: I hear you. I'm telling you, J.C., I feel the exact same way that we need to do something. This is a bad actor, and he is clearly— being extraordinarily aggressive with the world and, in fact, making threats, basically, saying to the U.S. tonight, uh, you will have consequences that you never have had before in your history. That's his message to America if America steps in. And it's like, too bad, I'm going to do it. And we have done nothing to dissuade him, J.C. And to your point, J.C., about uh, Putin not being scared about the loss of lives of his own people, he doesn't care. Um, remember the famous moments in history when his soldiers, some of them, were retreating, remember, and at this point when they were fighting the Germans, very famous uh, during Stalingrad, and very famous moment where the Russian troops, because they were you know butchered and, and it was freezing and everything, and some of them were turning around wanting to come back. they gave the orders. the Russian leaders, it was you know obviously Stalin at the time, gave the orders, shoot and kill our men if they are not brave enough to go fight if they're trying to come back and retreat shoot and kill them that's the way they handle somebody who doesn't fight for the motherland in their words so here right i agree with you jc he does not care uh, about the loss of life what he cares about territorial and power and authoritarian dictatorship and sadly, we have a weak American president that I believe has very much allowed this moment to happen. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. we are going to continue with your calls on this big night that it appears the Russian invasion of Ukraine is underway.
0: This is the Rita Cosby Show. Breaking news.
1: And you are listening to the Rita Cosby Show as it appears the Russian invasion of Ukraine has begun. President Vladimir Putin declaring a military operation. And there are now reports from Ukrainian officials saying that military strikes have struck right at the heart of Kiev, which is Ukraine's capital, not a border region, but the heart of of the country, uh, not holding back and literally taking a very aggressive action. Let's take a listen right now, because as we're speaking, there is an emergency meeting of the U.N. Security Council in New York, and here is the U.S. ambassador to The the U.N. theatrical
5: emergency meetings and the cyber attacks. But one piece had not come to pass. Unfortunately, while we've been meeting in the Security Council tonight it appears that President Putin has ordered that last step. At the exact time as we are gathered in the council seeking peace, Putin delivered a message of war in total disdain for the responsibility of this, this council. This is a grave emergency. The council will need to act. And we will put a resolution on the table tomorrow. As President Biden said tonight, Russia alone is responsible for the death and destruction this attack will bring. And the United States and our allies and partners will respond in a united and decisive way. The world will hold Russia accountable. Thank you. Yeah, thank you.
6: I thank the representative of the United States uh, for her statement, and I'd now like to give the floor to the representative of the United Kingdom who asked to make a further statement.
1: And you have been listening to an emergency meeting at the United Nations in New York, a Security Council meeting taking place with word that Russia has now struck Ukraine. Um, they had been talking about it, and now we are hearing that missile strikes have struck Right at the heart of Ukraine's capital of Kiev, which is a major city, right in the middle of the country. This is not one of those separatist areas where people thought maybe the action would begin. It may be happening in a whole bunch of different locations at the same time. But there are numerous reports that missile strikes have struck right into the heart of Ukraine, the capital city of Kiev, a major city. Um, and also, as you just heard from the U.S. ambassador to the U.N. under President Biden uh, condemning this action, uh, the Biden administration saying that Russia alone is responsible for the death and destruction that this attack will bring, and the United States and its allies and partners will respond in a united and decisive way. The world will hold Russia accountable. Also, President Biden announcing that he will address the American public tomorrow with details to further announce consequences that the U.S. and our allies and our partners will impose on Russia. When we come back, we're going to have more of this big breaking news. Sadly, Europe at war tonight and Russia has now officially invaded Ukraine with strikes in the country Lots of big developments coming in. And also we will have retired Major General Paul Vallely, who has led many forces to battle. He will be joining us in the next hour to give us his take of this dramatic development, the biggest action in Europe since World War II, potentially.
0: Feisty, fearless and fair. She's an Emmy-winning journalist from the White House to War Zones, telling all sides of the story. This is the Rita Cosby Show.
1: I know your name
0: Rita. Breaking news.
1: And you are listening to the Rita Cosby show tonight, where it appears that Europe is now at war. Uh, We are hearing that President Putin has declared a special military operation underway in Ukraine. He had said it about 24 hours ago, his intentions to take over parts of Ukraine. And we are hearing reports in the last few minutes that blasts are being heard in the Ukrainian capital of Kiev, which is essentially in the middle of the country. And that is of even more concern because that means that he may be doing a full-out assault of the country of Ukraine. He had said he had wanted to take over particular regions of the country, and now we are hearing that there are blasts being heard as we speak in the Ukrainian capital of Kiev. Also, an emergency meeting just happened a little ago, a little bit ago, just wrapped up at the U.N. Security Council in New York, where they all condemned the action that has taken place with President Putin now doing military strikes, it appears, throughout different parts of Ukraine. Um, we are also hearing also that President Biden has indeed condemned it saying that Russia alone is responsible for the death and destruction that this attack will bring, and the United States and its allies and partners will respond in a united and decisive way. President Biden also saying that the world will hold Russia accountable, and also saying that he's going to be talking with his G7 counterparts in the morning, and then he will address the American public to announce further consequences that the U.S. and our allies will do against Russia. So far, uh, not a lot of very strong response um, from the United States. And many people have said, many critics of the administration have said that it was very tepid, that the writing was clearly on the wall. President Putin was telegraphing what he was going to do, even put out a statement in July, essentially laying out his game plan. And then he articulated it to the world earlier this week. And still, President Biden just did very sort of narrow, you know, pinprick sanctions. And clearly, it has not thwarted Russia's dictator in any shape or form. And again, tonight, it appears that Europe is at war. Many people saying that this could be one of the most dramatic actions ever taking place to shape Europe's security since World War II. This could be an enormous repercussion, not just for Europe, uh, for the world, for the United States. What role will NATO play? What will NATO do now? Uh, President Biden saying in his statement just a little bit ago that he will protect any aggression against the alliance. Very interesting to read that because he's basically saying that we will protect the NATO countries. Now, remember, Ukraine is not a NATO country. So what will they do now that they are physically under attack tonight? Will they send military hardware in? Ukraine has been pleading for more military support. They've been asking for more some air defenses. They're very weak on air defenses. Russian military, one of the strongest in the world. Um, They're now up against it's a David and Goliath fight. And sadly tonight... Uh, My thoughts and prayers are with the people of Ukraine, because they are going to take a vicious beating by one of the most brutal military forces in the world. Uh, I say that to you as a daughter of a Polish resistance fighter. My father fought the Nazis and fought the Russians. And my father always talked about how they were more scared of the Russians, even though the Nazis had slaughtered their country, because the Russians were ruthless and they were brutal uh, they took no prisoners. They literally executed people. They literally were brutal. Um, and my father and the history of Russia, as we all know right now, um, this could be a very, very bloody conflict that the world could be now wrapped up into something very, very serious. Again, tonight, big breaking news, that blasts being heard in the Ukrainian capital of Kiev. And just a little bit ago, the U.N. Security Council meeting here in New York And this is the comment from Ukraine's ambassador to the U.N. saying, what will you do now? What will NATO do to protect us now that we are officially under assault? Take a listen.
2: Well, as I said, relinquish your duties as a chair. Call Putin, call Lavrov to stop aggression. And I welcome the decision of some members of this council, to meet as soon as possible to consider the necessary decision that would condemn the aggression that you launch on my people. There is no purgatory for war criminals. They go straight to hell, Ambassador.
1: Wow, very powerful comments coming from Ukraine's ambassador to the UN again an emergency meeting at the UN taking place just a little bit ago also by the way Russian pl- president Vladimir Putin um in addition to announcing this military action also saying that other countries that attempt to interfere with Russia's action would lead to consequences they have never seen in history think about that threat coming from one of the world's worst dictators. What will America do? What will this Biden administration do? What do you think they should do, everybody? one eight hundred eight four eight nine two two two, one eight hundred eight four eight nine two two two. 848 9222 848 9222 And joining us on this very important and sadly historic night... Um, is retired Major General Paul Vallely, Senior Military Analyst. He's also with Stand Up America U.S. Foundation. Um, General Vallely, you and I were talking a few days ago, uh, thought potentially this could happen. Now it appears, as we're speaking, um, General, that there are actual missile strikes taking place in the Ukrainian capital of Kiev. Um, I want to get your take because I value your opinion so much, General.
6: Well, the Russian troops uh, have crossed the border, as we understand, into Ukraine. Uh, We also uh, uh, really conceived that uh, Putin would only take uh, the eastern part of Ukraine, uh, in the uh, Donetsk-Donbass area, because uh, the majority, as we get reports of the Ukrainians in that area, are pro-Russian. But it seems now that he's going to exercise more advanced uh, uh, incursions uh, into Ukraine. So we're going to have to see it, how it develops overnight, Rita.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, how do you read this also, uh, General Paul Valley, How do you read uh, this threat coming from Vladimir Putin um, saying that if other countries attempt to interfere uh, with the Russian action, that would lead to, quote, consequences they have never seen in history? That's a, that's a frightening comment.
6: Well, it is. And he'll do that. If uh, any of the NATO countries uh, try to conduct any kind of offensive operations, whether they be naval or air uh, or ground troops, uh, it it appears uh, Putin will take uh, decisive uh, and execute what we call offensive operations against those forces. So it appears he has his uh, both feet in uh, the Ukraine right now and he will do whatever is necessary Uh, to maintain control over the area that he's decided to do. And it appears more than just Donbass and the eastern part of Donetsk.
1: You know, the fact that he has struck, um, according to reports, missile strikes striking the Ukrainian capital of Kiev, and as you point out, that's in the middle of the country, not on those eastern separatist parts. What message does that send, General, the fact that he is going right, it looks like, to the capital of the country?
6: Well, what what it uh, really uh, lays out is that his intentions are far beyond the eastern part of Ukraine at this point in time, and that uh, he will uh, do everything he can to see a change in government uh, in Ukraine. And so he knows that the neo-Nazis in Ukraine uh, have infiltrated and supported most of the military and the government of Ukraine, and I think he will be uh, – very decisive uh, in measures taken to neutralize those uh, neo, neo-Nazis neo who seem to be controlling uh, Zelensky. Uh, I haven't heard anything from Zelensky yet, so I'm not sure what's happening actually from the leadership in Ukraine right now.
1: Yeah, we were just playing, by the way, a few comments um, from Ukraine's ambassador to the UN. Um, uh, what are your thoughts in terms of President Biden's statement that just came out, uh, General Vallely? Because He said, you know, our thoughts and prayers are basically, you know, with the people of Ukraine right now. He said he's going to address the country tomorrow about this action. And he also said that um, we will also coordinate with our NATO allies to ensure a strong united response that deters any aggression against the alliance. I think that's interesting language, General. How do you read that? that? In other words saying if something is aggressive action against the NATO alliance, we know that Ukraine is not part of NATO. That was one thing that Putin never wants to see. And, in fact, there wasn't a plan right now for them to join NATO, but he wanted to make sure that was never going to happen. But what does that mean? Does that mean that U.S. and NATO will stand back as Ukraine is going to be slaughtered?
6: Well, I don't think they'll be slaughtered. I think uh, uh, the Russian forces will be very careful uh, on casualties, uh, but we know that uh, NATO is almost incapable of even putting two full-time divisions uh, up in a reasonable period of time. So uh, NATO is basically uh, neutered as far as uh, what they can do uh, for, from my understanding. They're just not prepared. Uh, I think the United States is not prepared as well. Uh, we have some token forces over there Uh, Putin knows uh, what's on the other side. He knows that uh, NATO is not going to really come to uh, uh, the aid of Ukraine, as far as I can understand. And so, therefore, uh, Putin will get his way.
1: How did we get to this moment in history, General? Um, You know, Mm -hmm. it seems like this president wasn't doing anything to sort of thwart this moment. I mean, very tepid. And then he said, oh, if it's a minor incursion, no big deal. Um, How do you rate President Biden's leadership up to this moment that I think has been very lackluster?
6: Well, there's no leadership uh, in the national security team uh, of Biden in the White House. Uh, Even our Pentagon, the generals and admirals in our Pentagon are so weak now uh, that we see no strong uh, influence uh, that uh, Putin uh, would would recognize. And Putin knows that. We're a weakened state right now. He's going to do what he has to do or wants to do, I should say, and that is to control the destiny of Ukraine as a buffer state uh, on the Soviet Union border. And so it's apparent now that uh, he's going to make sure that he uh, solidifies uh, somehow uh, that buffer uh, zone, which is Ukraine. He's going to do everything he can to make sure that uh, he has the security around Uh, Russia that he wants and uh, you're not going to see Germany or any of the NATO forces as far as I know put any uniforms on to go to the aid of Ukraine. They're just not going to do it. We should have been working with Russia right from the beginning to work out and and establish that uh, NATO will not establish uh, Ukraine as, as as a member of NATO. We should have done that from the beginning and Putin probably uh, as I understand the Russians uh, very well, because I've been over there, I've worked with them, uh, they would have uh, probably acquiesced and said, okay, as long as uh, we don't have a, a NATO country on our border, we're happy with that. And we didn't take that route. Biden wasn't smart enough for our national security team to take that route.
1: Very interesting. You're right. Maybe there had there been some concession or something to him saying that, um, sure. And, and clearly it looks like they have missed the mark in handling this. Um, and you think back in the history, even today we were hearing from Clapper, um, one of the national security advisors, as you know, under Obama saying, you know, oh, yeah, we didn't handle it well back then. Um, mm-hmm. In the case of Crimea, there's been a history of this administration missing the mark and this could have, you know, historic and devastating consequences. Um Major General Paul Valley, great to have you here and thank you so much for being here on this really really important um sadly historic night where it appears that Russia has indeed invaded Ukraine. Thank you very much and again everybody, uh senior military analyst Major General Paul Valley, Stand Up America US Foundation. Thank you, General. Thank you, Rita. Thank okay. you very much. We're going to take your calls, everybody. After the break, you just heard from General Valoley, who knows Russia very well, um, asking um, you know me asking what her thoughts are, and he said NATO is neutered, uh, that the U.S. is not prepared, that it is weak leadership, and that Putin smells weak leadership on America's part, and very much playing into this moment, contributing to this moment as he believes. One eight hundred eight four eight nine two 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 one eight hundred Eight four eight nine two two two. As we are now appears to be in the throes of war with Russia invading Ukraine.
0: This is the Rita Cosby Show. Breaking news.
1: And you are listening to the Rita Cosby Show. Um, in just a few moments, we're going to be talking to Lieutenant Colonel Tony Schaefer. He is head of the London Center for Policy Research. Um, Probably one of the great intel guys out there with the big breaking news tonight that Russia is at war with Ukraine. Um, As we speak, there are reports from Ukrainian officials that missile strikes have struck not those fringe areas on the eastern side, the Donbass region, but it appears that Russian leader Vladimir Putin has taken it right to the heart of Ukraine his aggression, and is doing strikes as we speak and the Ukrainian capital of Kiev, which is in the middle of the country, and certainly sending a message that he is going forward with his invasion of Ukraine. Also, we just had on just a little bit ago Major General Paul Vallely, and he was having a very stern message for this U.S. administration, which tomorrow we're going to hear from President Biden. He says he's going to address the country in the morning. Um, And President Biden saying that his thoughts are prayers with the Ukrainian people right now and that the world will hold Russia accountable. Major General Paul Vallely just saying to us that NATO has been neutered, that the U.S. is not prepared, and that Biden is a weak leader and that President Putin smelled that weak leadership and that precipitated this moment and that President Biden should have talked and also held firm in many ways with Putin as well, negotiated with him, talked with him, and that he has really just tripped in negotiations almost every step of the way, leading to this moment where President Putin smelled weakness and took advantage of this situation. And now we are seeing that President Putin has chosen a strike of Ukraine, which is now getting pummeled as we speak in the Ukrainian capital and throughout much of the country. We're going to have much more after the break.
0: Rita Cosby is on. The Rita Cosby Show presents Support Our Heroes.
1: And in tonight's Support Our Heroes segment, Pray for the People of Ukraine. As there are reports right now in the last hour or so, as we've been reporting here on the Rita Cosby Show, that Ukrainian officials are saying that missile strikes are taking place at this hour, Russian missile strikes taking place over the Ukrainian capital of Kiev. That is the heart and soul of the country of Ukraine. Not one of these fringe republics, but right in the middle of the country, Also, supporting our heroes, remember our American troops, because President Biden and NATO have said that they will not send troops necessarily into Ukraine, but that indeed they will keep forces on the NATO countries alongside Ukraine, and that includes places like Poland and other countries, where right now, tonight, there are thousands of American men and women in uniform That are there from the 82nd, from the 101st Airborne, and from a number of other places that are there in Poland, standing by to there help the people of Ukraine who may be fleeing, help with any other sort of assistance that the president and others deem necessary. And tonight, our American troops on high alert there in several NATO countries, thousands of them around the world, as now and in the last few hours, the Russian president has launched a strike. Into the heart of Ukraine. And just a few moments ago, we also heard from President Trump responding to this moment, saying that this never would have happened, that President Putin never would have done this action if he were still in office. He says that this president is weak, he has been floundering, and that President Putin smelled weakness. Take a listen to President Trump's reaction just a little bit ago.
3: Well, this is something that
0: should have never happened. This would not have happened during my administration. In fact, some people were saying, why didn't this take place uh, over the last four years during our administration? And it didn't for a very good reason. And I'll explain that to you someday. But it wouldn't have taken place, and it wouldn't have taken place right now. And it's a very sad thing for the world, for the country, and it's certainly very sad for a lot of people
5: that are going to be needlessly killed.
1: And they are predicting that if this continues, this action, and if there is a full battle taking place in Ukraine, uh, we've heard from the Pentagon, and by the way, there should be an update coming from the Pentagon later on tonight with this breaking news, but they have said that there could be tens of thousands of people killed on the Russian side, on the Ukrainian side, and that this will be a bloody fight because the Ukrainians have said that they will defend their country, which is again, in the last few minutes, under assault And joining us now here on the Rita Cosby Show on this big breaking news is Lieutenant Colonel Tony Schaefer, former intel officer, head of the London Center for Policy Research. Um, Tony, thank you for joining us on this big Breaking night. Uh, I have to get your reaction, first of all, to the fact that President Putin just declared a little bit ago a special military operation, and now we are seeing, indeed, missile strikes taking place not on those fringe republics, uh, those fringe areas that, of course, we know that President Putin said he wants uh, in the Donetsk region. That's on the eastern part there. But he is going literally for the capital of Kiev. That is a very bold and a very clear statement Uh, and an unfortunate statement for the people of Ukraine tonight.
7: Absolutely. Thanks for having me on. And I think it's important to, uh, uh, I think, fill out a little bit more detail of President Trump's comments regarding why Putin didn't do it during his four years and why he wouldn't have done it under him, because Putin watches people, and people are policy. So, Rita, one of the first things Putin recognized when Biden came in is he showed weakness. He worked, Biden worked to remove all the sanctions And all the accountability and military uh, leverage that President Trump had put in place, he just removed that. So, obviously, that sends a signal to Putin. The other thing, obviously, we know, we watch, is you have literally uh, the uh, the, uh, Obama administration 2.0 in charge. You've got Jake Sullivan. You've got all these other staffers who were there in 2014 when the Crimea was taken over by Putin and they did nothing. Read it. Putin knew that you put the same people back in charge, you're gonna have the same result. And I forecast that you're not gonna see any strong response at all from Biden. And everything that's happened so far is going to affect badly the American people more than, than Putin, and let me explain that. Putin has stored away about two years of wealth. All the oligarchs were preparing for this because Biden kept telegraphing what he was going to do. All the rise in oil prices, that has been caused a, a, a great deal by Biden's restricting the ability of the United States to be a net producer and flood the market with oil to reduce the price. That rising price, Rita, that Biden caused benefited Putin. It's like, uh, are you kidding me? Uh, so, the, the you know, Putin has seen what a rube uh, 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 Biden is, and he's taken full advantage. That's one of the reasons you're seeing now, uh, ever increasing military action, aggressive military action by Putin, because he read the personalities, he read the room, Rita. He read it correctly, and he's executing based on what he knows uh, are the the failures of understanding or comprehension of the Biden administration. And frankly, he understands Biden. Is no has no ability to ch- stand up to him at this point in time.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Sadly, by the way, for America and for the world, uh, yep. because there are enormous repercussions, which I know you understand all too well, Lieutenant Colonel Tony Schaefer. Um, Tony, you talked about, um, of course, uh, Obama's director of national intelligence, James Clapper, and oh. I want to I want to play this comment because uh, he conceded just what you were saying that in 2014, when the invasion, you know, of the annexing of Crimea took place. They didn't do anything. That they gave no. them blankets. I, I mean, it's it's astounding. That was the response of the Obama administration back then. And I just want to I want to play Clapper's comment sure. and get your take because it's exactly what you're saying. He finally conceded. You know, here it is. You know, eight years later, that maybe they should have done more. Take a listen.
0: In 2014, I had Bush's national security advisor uh, Stephen Hadley on the show. Uh, and he said that he wished, in retrospect, that, that
7: Bush had uh, in, invoked much stronger, any sanctions against Russia for seizing parts of Georgia, the country of Georgia, in 2008. I now ask you, do you wish that Obama had done harsher, stricter sanctions uh, in 2014?
6: Uh, yes, I do. I wish we, as an administration, ha- had uh, been more aggressive in, in 2014.
1: Oh, yeah, I guess we should have been more aggressive. I mean, it does a lot of good now, you know, because they clearly telegraphed then. And just like you said, this is Obama 2.0. And tonight we're hearing Tony Schaefer from the president who put out a statement. Oh, our thoughts and prayers. uh, We're going to figure out what we're going to do. He still seems clueless even at this hour.
7: Yes, he's reacting to Putin. He's not anticipating or trying to get ahead of him. And look, I know Jim Clapper, uh, I'll be polite, as a can. Uh, Clapper is not a bright man. And uh, the very fact that he was in that position uh, indicated that the Obama administration didn't want people who would lead, they wanted people who would be feckless and support whatever insane policy the president put forth. The same thing's going on now. Uh, Rita, we have people in charge uh, in policy positions. Who will respond to Biden? Biden is unable to respond. Therefore, you have this cascading and ever-compounding incompetence which rolls downhill. Uh, And so that's what you're going to see play out here. Um, All the things that they're trying to do now, if they were serious and trying to deter Putin, they should have done – uh, at least a year ago, probably right after 2014, the the, uh, the whole Minsk, they had the Minsk, Minsk agreement, which basically wasn't worth the pi- paper it was written on. Yep. Uh, that's what they've been trying to refer to. It, Putin never took it seriously. He ne- didn't have to. There was no enforcement mechanism. There's no, there's no way there, that he was ever going to slow down. And so that's what we're faced with right now. And again, uh, let me be clear on this, because, you know, you and I are probably going to talk about this again in about a month or so. Everything Biden's doing is simply going to enable Putin to continue to expand his hold on Ukraine. He's going to turn to China for support regarding economic support. He's going to be able to put his debt into China. He's going to be able to sell his oil, even if they embargo it to China. China badly needs oil and resources. So unless we actually can get control of our policy regarding China, China will continue to be the back door that supports Putin. So right now, the Biden administration has done everything they can. To, I'd almost think that, the, that Biden's colluding with Putin, if you didn't know better, about all the things that he's done to advantage Putin and continues to be completely feckless and ineffective in any response to Putin's aggression. And one other thing real quick, I, I want to throw it in there. The Biden administration is going to use this crisis – to continue to put pressure on the American oil market and constrict it. They're going to say, we need to sacrifice. Jen Psaki said it yesterday. And they're going to try to cover up and say all the different draconian things that are happening, all the gas price increases are because of Russia. That's partly true, but mostly because they're refusing to open the spigots of our own oil resources. Rita, if, 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 if Biden wanted to hurt Putin, what he would do is open up all of our oil oil drilling capacity, uh, finish the Mm -hmm. XL pipeline, do all these things to lower the price of oil so that it takes away any ability of of Putin to actually profit from their oil. Absolutely. Uh, We were the net net global biggest uh, producer of oil under Trump. Biden destroyed that. Now Putin's the biggest producer of oil. That's uh, that's what happened. So, uh, again, this is this is not conspiracy. This is this is all stuff in plain sight. Yeah, it's and amazing. The Biden administration. Yeah, the the Biden Biden administration is going to try to justify their continuing to strangle the U.S. energy market by saying that it's because of Putin. It's not. It's because of Biden enabling Putin, and then continuing these completely insane policies, which are going to str- strangle the American people regarding uh, high, high gas prices.
1: Yeah, well, that's why it is so important that we are aware of what's happening over there and the impact it has on us. Um, And just like you said, uh, President Trump knew that if we were energy independent, that that would be leverage over bad actors like Putin and others. And then this president on day one cancels the Keystone XL pipeline, um, does all these dramatic actions. And like you said, now the American public is going to suffer as a result of so many of his bad decisions. I want to also take take you back also a little bit to what's happening at this moment because we're hearing that uh, that President Biden spoke with the Ukraine president tonight. Um, there was also an emergency meeting of the UN Security Council. Also, by the way, President T- uh, Putin with some very threatening words, uh, basically you know telling the world this is powerful, uh, Tony, and just a very strong language coming from Putin, basically like everybody butt out, stay out, he essentially said that warning other countries that if they attempt to interfere with this Russian action, it would, quote, lead to consequences they have never seen in history. Um, right. How do you respond to that? And what can the U.S. do now militarily to help Ukraine, if anything?
7: If I'll go back, goes back to the weakness of Biden has shown. The, the leader of the free world is the president of the United States. That is a fact. The moment that Putin recognized that Biden would not have any capacity to stand up to him whatsoever and that he could not, he, Biden, could not rally any support from NATO or other nations, he knew it was time to go. And so it's very clear at this point, unless there's a unified response led by a strong leader, uh, Putin's going to run the table. Frida, that's what he's doing. And he's a thug. He's He's a bully. So you and I both know from our life experiences, the only thing a bully will recognize is force. you got to pound a bully in the nose to make him stop. Nobody is going to be strong enough to pound him in the nose. He knows it. And that's why he's moving forward with the bellicose and aggressive language he's putting out right now.
1: So what does that mean for Ukraine tonight, Tony Schaefer, which is under attack literally with missile strikes as we speak?
7: yeah so i don't I still don't believe that Putin has the capacity to invade quote unquote traditional invasion of the entire country. I think he's going to take much more of a of a of a Constantinople approach where he's going to try to to take big uh, urban areas, squeeze them off, squeeze them of resources, make people miserable. Uh, I think he's going to go after military targets, all these uh, explosions you heard tonight. those are all military targets being hit. Similar strategy of what we used against baghdad and and Iraq when we are going after uh, Saddam Hussein. So those explosions uh, are meant to do two things, uh, decapitate uh, command and control of the military, and, of course, really put the fear of God in the p- politicians, because one of the things he's going to try to do is collapse the, L- the Zelensky government to get a more friendly government in there. So that's something we... <laughs> you, you and I spoke about that a few days ago, as a matter of fact. He's, he's now putting that in action.
1: What about also... Uh, that- there were reports that he was also... Uh, that they actually had a hit list, too, um, oh, yeah. You know, going into and, and you know what it sends chills up my spine, uh, Tony Schaefer, because when the invasion, as you know, from history, you're very much a student of history. And my father lived it um, in this part of the world, too. Right. Um, you know, my father remembers when they came in, when the Germans came into Poland, they literally had a hit list of people that they yeah. were going after, Um, you know, uh, military leaders, uh, political leaders, you know, anybody sort of an intelligentsia. Um, that is the word that Putin has tonight too. That they are actually going to be well, trying remember, to get rid of it, those.
7: And it was actually Stalin who eliminated the Polish uh, uh, leadership. In yes, the in Katyn, During... in Katyn. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. exactly. So, so let's not forget. By the by way,
1: Tony, my father's uncle was murdered in Katyn.
7: Yeah, I'm sorry to hear that, and I'm not surprised that that uh, that the Russians were the ones behind that. So again. People, uh, our side, believe somehow that they have a kinder, gentler Russia. It's not. Uh, my my uh, former chairman of the Joint Chiefs, Joe Dunford, when he was before his, um, his, uh, uh, his hearings in front of the Senate to, for his, for, to become chairman of the Joint Chiefs, he was asked what is the biggest threat to the United States. He said Russia, and he listed why that was. Russia has not changed. Russia still has the largest capacity to do damage even greater than the Chinese in many ways, because they were a near – they were a peer competitor regarding us, and their military is still very strong. And that goes to my next point, is, is he's uh, – uh, Putin has brought up the N-word, the nuclear word. Uh, one of the reasons that President Trump pulled us out of some of the treaties we had with Russia, one significant one being the INF Treaty, the Intermediate Nuclear Forces Treaty, which basically required that we eliminate intermediate-range nuclear weapons, which we did under Reagan – uh, the Russians had long ago abandoned that treaty and reestablished intermediate nuclear mess- missiles because right. of this very issue. Uh, this, he uh, Putin wants theater-level assets, missiles that could be fired, you know, one thousand to three thousand kilometers, for purposes of having a credible uh, force that could be used to to disperse nuclear weapons. And again, gee, do you remember we were trying to get uh, anti-nuclear, anti. Uh, Missiles, yeah, at, and real at, quick, time. Tony, because
1: we got a hard break coming up yeah. in a second. Well,
7: here I hate to, yeah, we could talk about this all night. anyway. So we were trying to get, uh, 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 you know, basically put Patriot missiles into, into Poland for this very reason because we saw this coming, Rita.
1: Absolutely, and, and they and, and, pulled the missiles. Right. Exactly. Right. I know uh, exactly. Biden did. Biden absolutely, did, right. absolutely. Yeah. Tony Schaefer, thank you. Sorry, we're going up against a hard break here. Oh no, I understand. We, we are so appreciative to have you and your perspective on this important night, Tony. Thank you very much, and I wish it was better news for the world. Uh, Thank thank you very much. Tony Schaefer, we'll have more after the break, everybody.
0: It's the Rita Cosby Show. Breaking news.
1: And a big news night tonight here on the Rita Cosby Show as President Putin has decided to launch military activities against Ukraine, war on Ukraine as we speak, shelling being heard In the main city of Kiev, the capital city, not just on the fringe side, areas where there were reports that Putin may try to strike there. He has literally gone to the heart of the country. And as you were just hearing for guests in the last few hours here on the show, that that is a clear message that he plans to topple the leadership Of the country of Ukraine. Also, President Biden expected to address the nation tomorrow, putting out a statement tonight that the prayers of the entire world are with the people of Ukraine and that the U.S. and its allies will hold Russia accountable. The world will hold Russia accountable. However, so far... Uh, This president has been very tepid, and a lot of people have said that his tepid nature and his weak response over the last few years and last few decades uh, under Obama when he was vice president and now as president uh, has maybe led to a sense of weakness that has emboldened thugs like President Putin, who indeed, as we are speaking, is launching missile strikes on the country of Ukraine. Very quickly, let's go to your calls. Michael from Nutley, New Jersey. Michael, your reaction as what led us to this moment?
3: Rita, to your public question, who else is to blame? I blame the Democrat voter. Why? Because these Democrats voted in a weak, brain dead, walking cadaver, Joe Biden as our president. And to all American Ukrainians, do not just hate the Russians for invading your country. Hate the Democrat voter who voted for this to be allowed to happen. Of course, this president who was there back in 2014, who did nothing but to advise Obama to do something about it. And, and course- by the
1: way, Michael, you're right. You're right that there were moments in history, as we have seen, and now a number of people in the Obama administration are saying, oh, we should have been tougher then. They didn't even consider Putin a threat back then, and tonight he is not only a threat to Ukraine, he is a threat to the world.